Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is Inside the Parker, presented by Blue Moon, made brighter. Baseball's biggest stars have gathered in Seattle, and we've got the biggest of them all coming to you live from the Midsummer Classic. Here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 70, Rob Parker. Welcome into the podcast. I'm your host, Rob Parker, for this very special all-star edition from Seattle. And man, what a show we have for you today, including former Seattle Mariners outfielder Mike Cameron. A little history. He was once traded for Ken Griffey Jr. He drops by. We'll talk to him. Plus foul affair, all that and much more. Let's go. To lead off, it's getting robbed. And keep him up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball. Number one. Of course, the big buzz here in Seattle was about the home run derby, which kicks off on Monday night. And yes, uh, Mookie Betts will partake in this uh, home run derby. And that'll be interesting from the Los Angeles Dodgers. What a season he's having. 26 home runs. Get this. 10 from the leadoff spot, and that says a lot for Mookie Betts because he ties Bobby Bonds, the former San Francisco Giant great, with the most home runs in the leadoff spot, which is 10, before the All-Star break in Major League Baseball history, and that dates back to 1973 with Bobby Bonds. So this is not something that happens uh, that often but uh, Mookie Betts uh, really, really swinging the bat well. 26 home runs. Had two home runs against the Angels on Friday night. He had another one on Saturday. Uh, three in his last two games. 26 again on the season. It'll be interesting if he has a chance to uh, win this and uh, add to the already incredible season he's having. One of the big competitors, of course, is Pete Alonzo. 
who uh, won it a couple years ago for the Mets, the big uh, first baseman slugger. Uh, he's a guy you got to always look at. He has an unbelievable home run swing. Juan Soto, of course, last year won it. So um, this will be interesting in Seattle. I'm assuming that the Dome will be open in Seattle, which should uh, lend itself for some air and the ball carrying. So the home run derby, which has turned into a big night all onto itself, is something to look forward to. I'm going to pick Mookie Betts. He's been swinging a hot home run bat, six home runs in his last 10 games, three over the last two games against the Angels before the break. I'm I'm betting on bets, Mookie bets to win the home run derby. You heard it here first on Inside the Parker. Number two. Thank goodness Shohei Otani is a two-way player. It would have been a shame if we didn't get to see him participate. We remember he got a blister in his last start, forced him out of a game, uh, took him out of the mix for starting as the pitcher in the American League for the uh, All-Star team. But he is going to play. He's in Seattle. He's going to DH. And at least we're going to see. Hopefully he'll get two, maybe three at-bats since he's not doing the pitching and the hitting. And uh, that'll be great. I think the, the best part about Shohei is he understands his impact, how many people want to see him, his place in the game. The game is already missing Aaron Judge and some other big-time stars, and and it would have been a shame to not have Judge, not have Otani. You know, Mike Trout was supposed to be a starter in the American League in the outfield. He got hurt. You know, you're down some big stars, so uh, Shohei at least hitting will be worth watching, and I'm sure the fans will appreciate that he didn't bow out altogether uh, on a blister, which he could have if he really – wanted to make us think out of it. Instead, he's in Seattle, ready to go, and we're excited to at least see Shohei at the plate. Maybe he'll get a couple of home runs because he's had an unbelievable first half uh, on pace with Aaron Judge, who set an American League record with 62 home runs. Uh, So Otani's on pace to do the same thing this year, which is an incredible season. Number three. And, of course, The second half of the season kicks off on Friday all around Baseball America. And, you know, the next couple of weeks will be very, very important. Some teams could fall out of the race and start selling. Other teams can start buying, thinking that they have a chance to make a push. But I'm going to stick by my prediction. I know people think I'm crazy. I'm a sugar nut. I still believe the Padres and Mets will make the playoffs. I, I, I don't believe in the Arizona Diamondbacks. Don't believe in the Florida Marlins. Those are those are um, some spots I'm looking at um, and saying to myself, the Mets and the the uh, Padres can potentially make up ground. These two teams have really good rosters. If you look at the back of their baseball cards, you know Max Scherzer and and Justin Verlander are better than they've been the first half. Look at that star-studded lineup in San Diego. Some of the guys have scuffled. Some are playing better. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is playing better. Uh, I just I just believe that ultimately in the course of 162 games, those numbers are going to be right, and those two teams are going to do it by hook or by crook. Uh, they're going to make it. The Mets had a nice little stretch 
where they won five in a row and then lost two out of three to the Padres, but they had seemed like they were turning things around. And the Padres are playing better. A big series win against the Mets. They needed that. It was in San Diego. So I'm 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 going against everybody else. If you watch everybody on MLB Network going against me in the debate, they're all burying the Mets, burying the Padres. I'm not going to do it. I say they both make the postseason, and they will not be selling off their teams, neither one. That ball is. It was a big week in the big leagues. Who's up? Who's up? I don't believe it. My, oh, my. Is it foul or is it fair? And now, from MLBBro.com, here's J.R. Gamble. Chicago Cubs starter Marcus Stroman, who is having a career season, has decided not to participate in the MLB All-Star Game despite being selected and having a chance to start the game. JR, is it foul or fair of Stroman to sit this one out? Foul. That is a foul ball. As much as we love Stroh's show and understand that he's the workhorse of the Cubs, leads the league in quality starts, meaning he goes deeper than most pitchers go in games more frequently, and we get that he pitched for Puerto Rico in the World Baseball Classic prior to the season. So he's done a lot. But come on, man. He's never in his career had an opportunity to start an all-star game. Give me one inning, dude. Give me one inning, that swag, that fire you bring to baseball. That has to be seen on a large stage. And he represents for the black pitchers. And any young aspiring pitcher of any color would be so excited to see Strosho on the mound at that all-star game in Seattle. So sure, I'm a bit disappointed. Making the All-Star Game is an honor. And when the biggest stars in the game aren't there and Stroh is one of them, the game loses something. That's part of the disconnect sometimes in the partnership between player and the league. We need to see that brother Stroh on the mound. That means everything to the fans. And while his reasons are legit and the Cubs might be making a little playoff run in the second half, so he has to be a bit careful. His actions scream more NBA than MLB. Let's go, Stro. It's time for the Pocket Protector Central. The analytic numbers you need to know, well, maybe. Anthony Masterson is his name. BS Analytics is his game. What do you got for me, Anthony? The All-Star Game is back in the Pacific Northwest for the first time in 22 years, and it's bound to be a memorable one, as long as injuries don't take away too much from the festivities. With over 30 first-time All-Stars in eight nations represented, including a record eight All-Stars from Cuba, this year will truly be a snapshot of the international game. The fun facts can start with, who else, Shohei Otani, a triple crown threat at the plate and one of the league's top arms. He'll be the second DH in All-Star Game history to start three straight, joining David Ortiz, but he's also the first player in MLB history to have 30 home runs and 10 steals in the first half twice in a career, and only the sixth player ever to do it once. Ronald Acuna Jr. is the only player in MLB history with 20 homers and 40 steals before the break, and is currently on pace for an unconscionable 40-home run, 77-steal season. The Rangers are the first AL team since the 2011 Yankees to have three infielders selected to start, and they added a fourth with catcher Jonah Heim. 
Even though Mike Trout won't play, he earned his 10th fan selection, the fourth AL player to reach double digits with one team, joining Cal Ripken Jr., George Brett, and Ken Griffey Jr. Now, the AL has won nine straight All-Star games. Another win could make it the second double-digit streak in All-Star game history, joining the NL from 1972 to 1982. Though, it should be noted, the AL was unbeaten from 1997 to 2009, with that pesky little tie in 2002 breaking up the streak. Tune in on Tuesday to catch a glimpse of history. Baseball's biggest stars are gathered in Seattle this week. The big boppers, the ace pitchers, the slick fielders, they're all here putting on a show for baseball fans around the world. And whether you're watching the events in the stadium or at home on the couch, I suggest you take things up a notch with the Blue Moon. Blue Moon is part of baseball's fabric. In fact, it was first brewed at Coors Field in Denver. How cool is that? I've been coming to these events for years, but for me, it doesn't get any better than Derby Day. Me and my buddies, we like to play a game where we each pick a player we think will hit the most, and whosoever guy comes in last, that person has to buy a round of Blue Moon for the group. Baseball and Blue Moon. Talk about a win-win. America's pastime deserves a bold, unique beer. Enter Blue Moon. It's carefully crafted and full-flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Keep baseball traditions alive with Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale. Check out shop.bluemoonbrewingcompany.com for baseball merch and visit get.bluemoonbeer.com slash Rob Parker to find Blue Moon delivery options. That's get.bluemoonbeer.com slash Rob Parker. Blue Moon made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, Ale. Here comes the big interview. Listen and learn. Oh, it's so good. All right, now let's welcome in our special all-star edition of Inside the Parker from Seattle, Mike Cameron, who was an all-star with the Seattle Mariners in 2001. Of course, played a long time in the big leagues, had almost 300 uh, career home runs. But uh, Seattle, you played from 2000 to 2003. Tell me, Mike, and welcome to the podcast, what was it like playing in Seattle with the great players that they had, the atmosphere, and returning to this city where you had a lot of success? Definitely. Um, you know, by the time I got there, Rob, when I got traded there for Griffey Jr., I, obviously I was under a lot of duress and trying to replace a legend of that nature, you know, in a pillar of the city for so long. And, um, you know, I got the chance to play in the new ballpark. It was built, you know, it opened in July 99. And so I got a chance to basically Christian the ballpark and I play in it um, under, under, you know, getting traded over from Griffey Jr. But, you know, my time that was uh, probably the best uh, of my career, you know, and how I ended up there, how I landed there, landed on my feet, um, playing you know, to, I think I played with, you know, offensively, I played with two of the great, great four guys that played there. You know, I played with A-Rod and I played with Jay Buhner and I and Edgar Martinez. And uh, obviously Griffey was the fourth piece of that, but I was the one that got traded for him. So me coming over in 2000, man, and um, and uh, having Lou Pinella as my manager, and we had a pretty decent team, uh, we ended up 
going all the way to the ALCS and lost, you know, in six games to the Yankees. And that's when the Yankees really in the, their magic uh, as far as their dynasty is so concerned. And basically, you know, I um, the people kind of gravitated to me, took to me, and I just was still kind of growing my game. And I was just on the up, you know, on the up and up as far as like where I was in my career, you know, being a fourth, fifth year player at that time. And uh, I once I got out of my mind that um, I don't have to do what Griffey does. If I just do what I'm capable of doing, I'm going to be really good. I can catch a ball with anybody in the game. So I'm not worried about that. It's what you're going to bring to the table offensively. And I was able to recreate what I did the year before in Cincinnati, um, you know, hitting, you know, 20 plus homers and stealing 30 something plus bags and and doing what I do best. And, and, and so that allowed me to kind of insert myself with this team and, um, make it very good, man. And the people have been very good to me. I, I work there now as a special assignment guy. Um, I do sometimes uh, on root sports, a lot of pre and post game stuff. So I'm rooted. I'm rooted there in Seattle. Obviously, it's a long ways from Georgia, but I'm excited about the opportunity to go back. My only first and only all-star game was in our crazy year, 2001, where we were probably 70 games over 500. So um, it's just special to be able to be a be a part of something this special. And it's been 22 years since it was there last time. So uh, to be on this side of it, to see it all kind of shape up and seeing the new guys that are here and, you know, obviously the new star there is Julio Rodriguez and him getting the chance to be included into it. Not only the home run derby, but he actually was chosen to replace, um, I think, uh, one of the guys that have been hurt. So it's going to be a blessing, man, to be able to see all this kind of transpire. Big time. How about the – yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I get goosebumps just listening because so much. <laughs> but 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 how about the the uh, fans in Seattle? I mean, you know, you get traded for Griffey. There's pressure. Some people are disappointed that Griffey's yes. gone. You know what I mean? I, I mean, that had to be. I mean, uh, it, it it is big time bragging rights. You know, I got traded for Ken Griffey yeah. Jr. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. That don't yeah. happen yeah, every definitely. day. But how did how did the fans? Uh, treat you in Seattle because you were an all-star you played well yeah so yes yes um I played there at a very good time uh our teams were good uh we were solid we came up short a couple times you know as far as reaching the world series but our teams were very good and you know for me once I got that out of my mind about worrying about what the fans think of the player in me opposed to me just showing what I'm capable of doing uh, you know, because I was a good player and it took me a while to understand that, hey, I'm not going to be a 50 homer bat uh, playing in this ballpark for sure. I'm not going to be probably not going to be a 40 homer bat, but I can hit close to 25 or 30 and uh, and, and no one's going to be able to really replace a legend. This guy was an all time great. I mean, he was on the all century team while he still was playing. So to be able to just kind of lean on him, I actually leaned on Griffey a lot. Um, you know, him being kind of a, you know, a role model for a lot of the young center fielders that were coming up. So young black center fielders that were coming up. So to be able to lean on him and then understand that just as much as pressure I was under replacing him, uh, he was going home to play in Cincinnati. And so I, he probably had more because he definitely signed for a whole lot more than I did. So, 
you know, just him trying to remain being, you know, Ken Griffey Jr., the superstar Ken Griffey Jr. But we're all synonymous with Griffey Jr. because, you know, we all tried to be like Griffey Jr. at a certain point. And, you know, obviously my idol was uh, Eric Davis, but, you know, we all wanted to be easy, graceful, you know, smiling, backwards, being and being able to play like a guy like Griffey Jr., man. So, you know, I lean on him a lot, man. And um, it opened up so many doors with me playing in Seattle. I never would have thought in all my whole career that that was one place I would ever play. But it turned out to be the best place for me uh, in my situation. And, uh, you know, it's, the people are so generous, so grateful. Uh, they're, they are, uh, yeah, they're a little bit disgruntled because they haven't really had no winning teams in a long time. They haven't been much winning out there. But the people, when you once you get, you know, and you have a competitive team, I, me, I've never played in that stadium. When I played there, in the stadium not being basically sold out every single night. I used to say it was the biggest block party they had downtown Seattle every single day. And uh, right. we were we were really good, man. So, and I was really hurt when I wasn't able to had a chance to sign back there, you know, because they changed from my general manager from Pat Gillick to uh, Bill Bavese and. He just felt like I was a you know older player, and I was kind of like I guess going down, or they were moving in a different direction. But I was hurt because I felt like that was my home. I had kind of laid my roots down, and and being being a very big part of that, uh, I'm forever for grateful Seattle man. It's it's a blessing, and the people still uh, to this day, man. They they you know they all over my Twitter, they all over my Instagram, and they root for you heavily. And you know I'm I'm grateful that I got a chance to play some good baseball there. Uh, with good baseball teams. And, and I'm also glad that they uh, got the new ballpark, T-Mobile Park, over the Kingdom, which was, I know you played as a <laughs> visiting player, yeah. but it was kind of drab yeah. in there. It wasn't yeah. a cool place. It really wasn't no. to play baseball <laughs> indoors, was it? No, it wasn't. Um, it took away from such a beautiful skyline that they have there, you know, in the summers. Um, and I know it was... It was a it was a blessing to be in in a part of that place. Um, I'm sorry, Rob, but it, I know it was a blessing to be a part of that place uh, for a lot of people or whatever the old kingdom because it was loud, man. It was so loud in there, but that turf was that turf was brutal to the body, and it was just dark and dreary in there. But you know, it's home to many in that place. But uh, you know, when they got a chance to get some of that Pacific fresh North. Pacific Northwest air, man, and, and having that skyline with a semi, you know, retractable roof. Uh, I just played there at the best time. You know, people wanted to be outside and we had the best summers there because uh, it doesn't get dark to like 930, sometimes almost 10 as the summer goes on. So, I mean, it's just it's a beautiful place. Uh, once the winter or spring months pass by, uh, you can't beat it. And uh, hopefully, you know, some of these guys today, they can make it much as a, the teams today can make it much as a home field advantage as it was for us when we played there. All right. His name is Mike Cameron. Going back to uh, Seattle, all those great memories with the Mariners, all-star festivities all this week coming up, Derby on Monday, the game on Tuesday. Mike Cameron, thanks for your memories. Thanks for your insight. Thanks for your knowledge. Appreciate you. Appreciate it, Rob. Now bring in the closer. Strike one. Strike two. Strike three. Here's why MLB is better than the NFL or NBA. And it isn't even close.
Reason number 595 why Major League Baseball is better than the NBA and the NFL centers around the All-Star game and the whole way that this thing is done. And remember that every team in baseball is represented in the All-Star game. And this is very, very important. It wasn't always like that. When I was a kid growing up in the 70s uh, and early 80s in the Mets with my team growing up, and they were bad. Back then, if there weren't an, wasn't an all-star player on your roster, guess what? Your team wasn't represented. So I can remember being a kid, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, watching the all-star game going, I wish there was a Met out there. I can't believe there's not one Met player and the Met uniform at the all-star game. It used to be disappointing and make me just question the whole thing. Like, how can it be an all-star game and they're team's not represented every team needs to be represented and it does make sense because for every team no matter how good or bad they are there's somebody who's excelled at a level there's there's somebody on the Oakland A's who's, who's good and had a good year despite them not winning so every fan base can get involved and feels included and has a rooting interest in the all-star game it makes total sense and it's not like having the same five or six teams with all the players like you would see in the NBA or maybe the NFL where their teams uh, pl- they're not represented and 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 you're watching these all-star games or and 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 there's no representation. Baseball doesn't get everything right, but baseball gets this right. They let the fans vote to see who they want to see and they make sure that there's at least one all-star from every team. So when you tune in on Tuesday night and all the greatest players in the league line up, your team will be called and one of your players will be on that baseline being introduced. In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time until next time. Rob Parker, out. This edition of Inside the Parker was presented by Blue Moon, made brighter. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time 
every time or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 